0: Welcome back to the Have Not Room, Uh, I'm Ben and I'm joined here this week by Brian after a bit of a hiatus uh, to talk about uh, a week of Big Brother Canada 9 that might not end up mattering, uh, ending with a double eviction that was fake, where we might end up seeing the final six HOH leaving in sixth place, followed by speculation for uh, a week that we are not going to be able to actually watch. What do you think, Brian? You've been, you've been gone for a while, and uh, you've come back in a wild uh, time. Yeah, you
1: know, <laughs> much like Jed, probably, uh, I've returned um, yeah. to, to help uh, at the last minute. And yeah, I mean, what, a, what an interesting situation this fake double eviction is. I don't hate it, I guess, but I mm-hmm. don't like that we didn't find out who stayed. Is that fair to say?
0: No, that's definitely fair. Uh, it's uh, i would say that's, that's the normative opinion at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, you know, before we get into this week, is there anything you want to talk about from uh, the weeks that uh, that you've been uh, that you missed? Just oh, before we, we dive into the craziness of
1: uh, What was of I this... here last? Josh was still in the house, probably. Um... <laughs> uh, I don't
0: know about that. I don't know about that, but I think maybe. Um, Maybe the week before Victoria was Invisible H-O-H. Maybe. So, so the Kyle eviction week, I think, might have been the last time you were here. It's possible.
1: The, the real fans will have to go back and check. Let yeah, us know. yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot has happened, obviously, since I've been gone. Um, Victoria has become one of my all-time favorite house guests from either uh, versions that I've watched, U.S. or Canada. Really loved her. Um, was very sad to see her go. Um, big Brother Canada stole my idea uh, and implemented it bad. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yes, you guys can use it again. Um, <laughs> that's for free, but maybe do it correctly next time. It's not a big deal. It's just like a great twist that kind of I felt like was biffed. Uh, it's whatever, though. Um, let's see. Anything else? Yeah, um, I wasn't. I was kind of lukewarm on Beth until this week when she was very whiny about facing the first bit of uh, <laughs> adversity she's had this entire season, and uh, I'm all out on her. Um I
0: know you, Brian. That's my winner pick.
1: I know. I know. I was about yeah. to, my winner pick. Um, he looked dead in the water for a little bit there. He uh, managed to guilt his alliance into keeping him. Which I guess is fair play, right? It's Big Brother. I was fair in loving Big Brother, so that was good. And now he mm-hmm. looks like he's in an okay position. Uh, potentially, he could win. The jury seems to like him. The three mm-hmm. jury members that are there, anyways, seem to like him very, very much. Um, what else? Oh, I was surprised that the jury was so hard on Jed. Uh, um, in my like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, Jed's probably like in the pole position to win this game. And then the mm-hmm. jury was like, man, fuck that guy. He has <laughs> an unbelievable ego. And then they were also like, fuck Beth, but we respect her game. So that that wasn't what I was expecting, to be honest. Um, anything else? Kyle, you know, it's too bad that you got out, but at least you got to play when you weren't going to play at first. So, you know, you got to take that, right? Um, Anything else big that I'm not not remembering? Tino, she went from like one of the all-time great players in Big Brother history to kind of like a you know quiet exit, in my opinion, which was surprising. And uh, yeah, other than that, my winner pick's still in it, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm rooting for Kiefer, but we'll see what this twist does. Well, I mean, we won't see it because the feeds are down, but we'll see it on Monday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... You know, how dare you not ever mention Austin, uh, legend of uh, Big Brother Canada 9, in your little like recap there. Mm, that's true. Uh, I think you mentioned every other player on the season, uh, except for, you know, Austin, who has contributed a, a phenomenal amount to the season mm-hmm. overall. That's true. Really I apologize. Um, mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm, I'm sorry that her and Kyle didn't get to have a showmance in the house until they were on the block together. Very sad. Pulled on my heartstrings for sure, mm-hmm. um, and that's about all I remember about Austin.
0: Yeah, that's a that's probably more than most people do at this point. So, um, yeah, that's a good recap of the of the season. Uh, and now uh, we're headed here into this final six week where uh, we have some kind of like a dramatic irony situation going on, where uh, us as the audience are watching the the sauce fall apart Mm. this week and turn on each other and gaslight each other uh while they don't know but we know that with jed being evicted this week he's very likely to end up coming back in and is probably in the house as we speak and record this podcast right now um
1: yeah i wish we could know mm -hmm. um yeah we can't though because that was those were decisions ben i really want to hear your opinion on that
0: decision you want you want to do that off the top here? Let's do it. Through?
1: I mean, all right.
0: They okay. need to know. <laughs> yeah, I, tw- I, I already sent a tweet out about this, hmm. uh, like right after the the eviction episode, or like maybe a little bit later, uh, last night on Thursday night. Um, but yeah, it's it just doesn't make sense on any level, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the only reason. That you could theoretically argue to turn the feeds off is like oh if we spoil who comes back then it won't have like feed series won't have a reason to watch on monday but literally the entire the entire portion like other than double evictions basically Mm -hmm. every single thing that is going to be on the shows is spoiled to the live feeders ahead of time already so we usually know who's getting evicted because it's, it's, it's very rare that there's a last minute flip. We already know what happens with the veto, what happens with nominations every single week. And still live feeders watch the episodes because there's diary room content. It's interesting to see how the narrative is going to be crafted. Uh, like seeing the competitions play out, which is not something we see on the feeds, is very, uh, is very fun. There's a lot that can go into the live shows. Other than just like generic spoiler information, right? Right. If, even if they don't want to end the episode proper with the uh, competition, uh, we'll get into that episode in general. I think the episode was incredibly rushed and really like thrown together. Uh, they spent 45 minutes, I, I feel like, on the first eviction. And they're like, oh, we have an entire other uh, double eviction situation going on. And we're going to show an eight-minute jury segment for some godforsaken yeah. reason that definitely could have happened sometime next week mm-hmm. uh, and not during a double eviction. Um, and to have the double eviction take place where the comps were, like in my opinion, very hard to follow. Uh, the HOH comp was kind of uh, cringy. The Veto comp, I literally did not even know was happening as I was watching it. It felt like one of those survivor comps, like the untie the rope ones. But I didn't know who was in the lead. And then it was like there was like a jump cut, and then Brayden won. And I was like, oh, OK. Interesting. Um, good for Brayden. Um, and then we get to like the climax of the episode, right, where we're going to get to see one of uh, Jed or Terror come back into the house. And oh, save it for next time. And you're not going to see any of the fallout of a person re-entering the house, especially if Jed comes back into the house, but also Tara to a lesser extent, because she just got burned by Dre and Kiefer. Um, But especially if Jed re-enters the house, after Ty and Kiefer in particular, just, like, absolutely iced him this week in, like, the (laughs) most brutal way possible. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're going to miss out on all of that drama and content and fallout and not be able to see any of it outside of a 40-minute uh, uh, edited content on Monday that's going to be like completely compressed because they also have to show the co- the two competitions, the comeback competition and the a competition and the nomination ceremony. I'm sure they're going to do some kind of sponsored content in there. So there's going to be like 15 to 20 minutes of drama out of the four days of potential drama that we're missing. And this this is like the one reason you do a twist like this, right? Mm. Like the whole point of a fake double eviction twist where somebody gets revolving door docked into the game this late is so somebody can get brutally cut in like the most like uh, vicious way possible and then immediately come back in and, and like have to look into the face of their allies who just completely <laughs> fucked them over right. and have been gaslighting them all week. That's, that's like delicious content. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were like, We're gonna set this twist up to create this delicious content and then oh you're going to see none of it. It's just like a, a huge <laughs> slap in the face.
1: I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. Like yeah. what the fuck? Is it because the COVID's bad and they need to limit the people at this like studio to like run the live feeds? What is
0: happening? See that's like, the thing. Like I, I mentioned this as well that I I speculated that maybe this weekend they needed staff off for whatever reason, because you know, COVID has messed up their scheduling, has made running the live feeds and running production stuff a lot more difficult. So maybe this was a planned feed uh, off or feed uh, downage or whatever. Or
1: something, yeah.
0: And they manufactured this twist to like basically create an excuse for why they would shut the feeds off, because <laughs> the last time they shut the feeds Plan. off for an entire weekend, basically, which was the Invisible HOH week, They didn't say anything about it ahead of time, and there was really no, like, cogent reason. Like, they kind of were, like, vaguely implying that trying to hide the identity of the Invisible HOH was the reason, but they still did, like, a two-hour feed leak or whatever where it was immediately apparent that Victoria was the Invisible (laughs) HOH. So, like, it wasn't even for that... Like, they didn't even accomplish that in that situation anyways. So I... This might be tinfoil Hattie. I think that this was a planned outage, and... They created this twist, completely manufactured it, specifically to give themselves a reason to shut the feeds off. This is the only thing that makes sense to me. Like, there's nothing else that makes sense. And if that's the case, that's even worse. Because <laughs> you're, you're making a twist which is going to make the next four days even more interesting and exciting and drama-filled than they otherwise mm-hmm. would have, and then you're turning them off. Like, if this was just a normal final four week, or if they didn't do the double eviction and this was a a final five week, and we basically saw the double eviction situation play out, where Ty wins the HOH, nominates uh, Beth and Tara, Raiden wins the veto, doesn't use it, yada yada. Like, losing that four days of content, it would have sucked, but it wouldn't have been as bad, right? Mm than losing what's going to be, like, insane, emotional, dramatic fallout. So it's just, whatever the reason they're doing this, it's completely misguided and just stupid for me.
1: I don't think uh, there's really any argument against, you know? I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess that's disappointing, um, but I'm glad we covered it at the top. I guess, could we kind of go through the... The first downfall of Jed,
0: yes,
1: (laughs) potentially the only one.
0: Potentially the first. You know, we might have a a second if he comes back in another downfall. Or this could be like the the you know the second to last chapter in Jed's like victory story, Mm -hmm. which would be uh you know definitely uh, a lot to talk about for us to to uh, you know how how we digest if Jed ends up winning the season, for instance. Yeah.
1: So Ben, you're you're a Big Brother historian, I would say. Yeah. You know, um, has a player ever re-entered the game and won the game in the same season?
0: Not in North American Big Brother. I okay. can't say for certain. You know, other like not in U.S. or Canada. Like there might be other countries that have different formats where that has happened that I'm not aware of because mm-hmm. I'm not as tapped in as those shows. Right, but right. It's gotten close. Uh, it's gotten the closest in Canada a number of times. can won. Gary should have theoretically won the game, had the Topaz vote not happened, Mm -hmm. and he was somebody who was evicted and then re-entered the game at the final five. Um, And you have BB Can uh, 4, where uh, Kelsey is evicted pre-jury, re-enters the game after another fake double eviction twist that was executed a little bit differently, uh, Mm -hmm. executed worse. So this was actually (laughs) the better executed fake double eviction out of the two. B. B. I don't have a problem a with
1: the twist. I have a problem with not showing us the fallout. Oh
0: no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely, definitely not turning the feeds on and not showing the climactical part of the twist was mm. way more egregious than the twist itself. Right. But yeah, Kelsey in that season was evicted, came back in after a fake double eviction, and made the final oh. two, and theoretically could have won that jury vote if she hadn't like completely shat the bed in the jury questioning. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it um i don't think anybody else has gotten particularly close to winning after being evicted and coming back in uh you could look at like you know victor arroyo in bb 18 you can look at like amy cruz in bb3 um some say victor is like there's a there's a number there's a number that get far and theoretically are in a position where they could win uh, obviously, I, I think Gary is the most obvious example of somebody because he, like, essentially should have won the game. Yeah, he...
1: Oh, that sucks so much. Yeah. Um, I sure. don't want to go on a huge tangent. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that sucks. All right, cool. So, it, it's possible. Um, but, well...
0: Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Also, Hogg, actually, is somebody that could be comparable to a Jed. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he kind of, like, immediately revolving door. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, Johnny Mack got kind of Mac, right? Johnny Mack, yep. Yeah.
0: He ended up in fourth.
1: So, but but yep. like you said, and I guess it would be a similar situation with Jad, or Evolving Door, like, he mm-hmm. he barely left the house. He was in the right. HOH room most of the time.
0: Yeah, so. he left the house for, like, 45 seconds. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, which yeah. was actually really cool. I, I love seeing the back, like, behind, yeah. like, the curtain of the, the big brother house, really and so, cool. it's yeah. so sick. Like, I had no idea that... The HOH room was like just around the corner there. Like it's it's mm-hmm. so cool. Anyway, sorry, that's nerdy. <laughs> Probably not what the the people are here for. But uh,
0: no, for yeah. sure. Yeah. When we talked right. about the destination though. Do you want to talk about the uh, the journey?
1: Yeah, let's um let's let's go. So where where do we start off here, Ben?
0: Well, all right. So we end the week of last week, where the last thing that me and Chad talked about was. Uh, after Kiefer had been blindsided and backdoored, he, as you mentioned, was able to talk himself out of being voted out. Yeah. Tina ends <laughs> up getting voted out instead, and we end that eviction episode with Tara winning the final six HOH winning her second comp in two weeks. Out of nowhere, she
1: becomes a, the a comp beast? queen. Yeah.
0: She's, she's
1: she's out <laughs> here, Ben. She's out here doing yep. it. Um, I was certainly surprised, but I was like, "Man, this is the best case scenario for some juicy drama," and oh, it delivered! Oh, yeah. It delivered.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is this is what you want in Big Brother is mm-hmm. the people who are out of the power structure winning the H O H, and then creating a situation where the power structure has to eat its eat its own and crumble. And this is like basically what Tara does. You can argue about her execution, which we will, because there's a lot of mistakes this week, and everybody is culpable, and Tara yeah. definitely is culpable as well in making some silly decisions, but uh, in terms of her winning the HOH and creating drama and uh, creating a fun week, definitely, uh, definitely what you want out mm-hmm. of uh, an endgame situation here.
1: Yeah, I think at one point you like texted our group chat, you're like, everybody is throwing. Like, yeah. Every single player is throwing the game right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. But no, that also, was, that, yeah.
1: this is the kind of thing that we did not see one time in Big Brother 22. Like, This is the thing that we were every week coming on to this show and being like, I, could, mm-hmm. I wish something would happen. I wish the power would get away from this big alliance, and it just never happened. So mm-hmm. Big Brother Canada 9 just delivering so hard.
0: Yeah, I think this is it really comes a lot down to like comp design. I think comp design this season has been very unique in that potentially because of COVID, they've had like a lot of comps that can kind of be won by anyone and very few comps that are extremely physically demanding uh, in terms of like this is something that only uh, like a very strong dude would win or this is a cop. That only somebody with like an insane amount of endurance could win. Like We haven't seen mm-hmm. a wall comp. We haven't really seen any kind of endurance comp beyond the initial uh, team comp thing and then the That's first HOH right. that Austin won. Those are were, those were pretty much the only endurance style competitions we've seen. Everything else has been very mentally based, like kind of puzzles, booth, uh, booth games, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of crapshoot style things, like things that kind of require niche skills. Mm-hmm. So definitely so think, like, that contributes.
1: Yeah, I think we're, we're both probably on the record on this show talking about, like, we would love it if every challenge was a crapshoot. Like, yeah. we're not we're not here for the the comp prowess. We're here for the drama and, like, enabling anybody to win a challenge is what brings the drama, as we saw yep. this week. So I guess, Leia, well, should we get to her nominations?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, we, we start the week after Tara wins, um the the monday episode primarily is focused around beth kind of like we kind of see a turn here where beth is being set up as like the villain slash anti-villain of this season of the end game yeah. um yeah. where her uh ego as you kind of put as you know you're out on beth now uh is kind of become uh completely unchecked to the point where she thinks that she can control Tara's HOh mm. um, and so she pitches to Tara uh, this idea of trying to set up a fake backdoor on Jed that Tara would think is real by getting Ty and Brayden to nominate themselves or uh, to uh, you know volunteer to be nominated mm-hmm. uh, and you know Braden very much says in the diary room. He would never volunteer to be nominated or no, agree to be never, nominated. Never. That's not something that Braden yeah. would do. Yeah, um, thank God! Thank yeah, God. yeah. Thank God, Braden has uh, has more sense than that. Mm. Um, and so obviously, Beth pitches this plan to Tara, and uh, Tara, is like, no, nah, it's not. That's not happening.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know what? And It is great that Tara's going to stick to her guns this whole time, and. Jed out. Know.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. So, well, so yeah. She 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 wants Jed out. Jed is her primary target this week, and she talks to Kiefer basically about like who should she put up next to Jed, Ty or Beth, and they eventually land on Beth, partially because of the absolute audacity for her <laughs> to think <laughs> that she could pitch this kind of a plan to to Tara. Um, and so, yeah, we end up with, uh, Jed and Beth on the block, leaving Ty as the last person in the game to not be nominated. So, I mean, good for Ty. Yeah,
1: that's fucking awesome, yeah.
0: Yep. Still to this point, he Still, was not yeah. nominated in do a double because he was HOH. So, even to this point, at the final four slash five, he has yet to be nominated, which is an impressive statistic.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. You know, low-key, low-key, like, playing a really great and clean game. Yeah.
0: out here, so i mean not clean but like yeah, it depends on right. the definition of cleaner using
1: i mean in the sense that it's like yeah. nobody's like oh ty's a huge threat we need to get him out you know yeah. that that's that's kind of what i meant like like teflon type you right know, you yeah, can yeah. do stuff but nothing stays on which is yeah. kind of where you want to be um especially this late in the game but uh yeah obviously ty takes beth Volunteering him to volunteer for the block very well, um.
0: yeah, definitely does not contribute to to him kind of uh, reevaluating his position within the sauce at all, and mm-hmm. having conversations with Kiefer that pulls him away from that trio towards uh, more alternative endgame possibilities. Uh, yeah, definitely not. Uh,
1: <laughs> It's really yeah. good. Um, Beth yeah. and uh, Jed have played the last two weeks. Great. They had yeah. two people who would never like betray them, betray them for, mm-hmm. because of their actions towards them. So,
0: yeah, just
1: really solid gameplay from two players that at one point it kind of looked like yeah. they were gonna cakewalk like right to the final two together.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still possible. You know. Sure. The, yeah. Of course. Despite despite, despite all their mistakes and because of the stress, it is still possible. Uh, potentially, even I would say uh, likely, um, but we'll get to that in speculation part of the podcast. Um, but yeah, and uh, uh, Ty even vocalizes this during the double addiction episode when he compares it to like being cheated on. You <laughs> just can't trust somebody after that.
1: That's fair. I th- I think that's fair. I think like yeah. So one of my like golden rules in like the LRG scene is like when somebody votes for you. You can work with them, but you need to keep them at best at arm's length, mm-hmm. and be working to get them out. Because one of the hardest things to do is, if like a survivor one, is to write someone's name down and be like, "I'm, I'm get, I want this person out." But once someone does it once, it's easy to do it again. You know, yeah. like and so I think that's just a mental, like getting over that mental hurdle of betraying someone or voting for someone is the hard part and once someone does it they're going to do it again so it is kind of like you know someone cheating on somebody is like okay can you trust them fully again or is that you know forever broken what what are your kind of feelings as someone who watches and has played games like this in the past
0: yeah no i i agree i definitely think i i i usually am more kind of utilitarian about like alliances, uh, mm-hmm. especially when you're in like kind of a situation that like, demands it, uh, where you don't have the as many options. So, for instance, like Braden has been very utilitarian in, in the alliances he's formed. Okay. Where you know Kiefer has had a big hand at taking out like all of his closest allies. But you know him and Kiefer are working relatively closely right now because mm-hmm. Braden has very few other options because all of his allies <laughs> got taken <laughs> yeah. out by Kiefer. So I, I think that if you have better options, it's definitely correct to not uh, put trust in people who have shown that they uh, are not really deserving of your trust because of actions that they've taken. Um, and like, like you said, it's kind of like they, they've broken the seal of disloyalty with you. So mm-hmm. like at that point, you know, you, you can't ever fully trust them again. Like, there may be circumstances where you uh, your interests align in the short term. Uh, and so you can continue to work with them on that basis, but in terms of like trusting them fully in terms of getting to the end with them or anything like that, uh, yeah, it's just it's not, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so I, I guess we can kind of like talk, Jed and obviously Beth get nominated. Um, which is, you know, not surprising, but what surprised me was they've been very much dominating the game, and I alluded to this earlier, and they've been the ones doing this to other people. And I just, one of my, like, least favorite things in the show is, like, the self-righteousness of people who go from being in power to being, like, you know, on the bottom of the social hierarchy because of, like, them their actions that they did when they were in power— like, I just, I just hate that, Ben. I hate that attitude. Like, how dare you do this thing I've been doing to everyone else, to me, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that uh, that's, it's been kind of what they've done. especially, I think Beth is the, has been the most uh, egregious example of that, as mm-hmm. you mentioned in the last week or two, of, uh, of really kind of, uh, you know, it it's okay when i do it or like you know yeah it's like like how how dare you how dare you you know feed me my own medicine back to Mm -hmm. me right uh yeah it's it's not it's not the most fun to watch and it definitely is you know frustrating and infuriating and uh it I picked Beth to win the game in the preseason, all right? Mm. I do stand by that. I think it's a very good pick. I think she has still a very no, I good think, chance No, I think it's a great
1: pick. We heard the jury. Um, the jury don't like her, but they respect her, and that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, yeah. she doesn't yeah, need I'm... to be
1: friends with these people when she goes home.
0: Right. No, I agree. I I understand, though, why people, for the most part, like the fan base, is is not liking Beth and hasn't liked Beth for a while now. Uh there's definitely like she definitely leaves a lot to be desired in terms of like uh creating a likable uh personality that you want to root for. Mm-hmm. Uh and the show is very much leaning into this very no, yeah, there really are. They're uh they're like, yeah, I mean Beth's the villain. Like will that potentially create backlash if Beth ends up winning the game? Maybe. Uh, I think that people at least hopefully will acknowledge that she is, like, a really solid player, Mm -hmm. at least as far as this cast goes. um, You know, she's definitely way, 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 way higher on her own game than is, uh, I would say, accurate to any degree. But uh, that doesn't mean that she is not playing, like, relatively effectively. And she is one of the more self-interested players, I would say, uh, in the game. I think Ty, at this point, is probably the most self-interested Uh, and Beth is probably second, uh, maybe, like, just ahead of Kiefer, um, because she definitely immediately, uh, after these nominations, starts considering whether or not voting out Jed is correct for her. Like, that's not something that she completely puts out of her mind immediately. Like, it's something that she works through, and you can see it has an emotional toll on her, but that doesn't stop her from at least exercising that strategic option, right?
1: No, oh, yeah, I mean, um, I don't think anyone would have blamed her personally, but I do see the value in her not voting for Bray. Um, because, does anyone call him Bray or is it just Brayden? I, I, like, either, either way,
0: it's fine. All right,
1: um, so, like, I do see the value for her being like, okay, Jed's going out, there's nothing I can do. I can at least perhaps salvage this relationship. Right. I'm still in the game, I'm still playing. Like, So, when she voted for Jed... I was like, that's surprising, but the more I thought about it, I was like, but it's not a bad decision, and I respect that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you could definitely tell that she was like struggling oh, with doing that at that, the moment. Yeah. yeah, like she was like, like, it was like, she was like basically like uh, on the verge of completely breaking down. Um, as that you was did. a
1: teary uh, voting. Segment. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if Jed wasn't hundred percent sure he was going before, like when every single person, like all of his allies, are like, you know, on the verge of breakdowns, mm-hmm. like emotional breakdowns, you can pretty much tell that they're voting you out. Like, yeah. <laughs> obviously, he knew already, but like, <laughs>
1: come on. Ah, wow, they must really like Braden. Yeah. Really.
0: <laughs> I didn't know they had that kind of a connection to him. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little extra. Yeah. Um, oh, no, but yeah, I, and I I do think like obviously, if and when Jed comes back into the game from this twist, uh, Beth voting against him is not going to change his strategic decisions. Like Jed is immediately going back to Beth. Beth is the yeah. only one who put up any sort of resistance to him getting voted out, uh, uh, and like gave him a heads up and fought and fought for him to potentially stay. And and so yeah, like it it doesn't hurt her. Uh, with jet at all, and it can only help her potentially with Braden. Mm-hmm. So it, it is probably correct, but yeah. Uh, before we get there, <laughs> yeah, um, this is gonna
1: be the thumbnail, so we got to talk about this.
0: Yeah, thing. photos taken moments before dis- uh, disaster. Oh man, um, we get to our Expedia themed Power of Veto competition. Uh, what a what a time for a for a sponsored uh, veto. <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually did like this one. Uh,
0: yeah, it was
1: like it was fun. It was different. Well, like the, yeah, the way three, three separate puzzles. Um, Jed did great. Obviously, he won the veto. But uh, I thought this was really fun. And I thought it'd be really fun to do. One thing I thought would be funny is like you know how in the past they've had non- canadians on the show it would have been hilarious to watch like an american like me try to put together a map of canada and label (laughs) all the major cities
0: well to to be fair that is a copy of a map that exists in the house in the studio room that they could have been studying and Mm. they talk about having studied That jed talked about so you know it's not like you had you wouldn't have had the resources to know the answer true
1: true yeah
0: but still, probably a lot easier if you are Canadian and are familiar yes. with the geography a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm
1: not 100% sure I could do an American version of this either, to be fair. <laughs> so, like, let's not, like, lie here. Like, I would have struggled if this was an American or Canadian map.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> it did look like a, a hard puzzle either way. Like, there's definitely, yeah. like, the way the pegs kind of worked, it seemed very, uh, like, it wasn't like a normal puzzle. Where you can kind of, Move and like shift it around. You have to know mm-hmm. exactly where it goes so you can put it into the pegs.
1: Yeah. And like Ty was like, I'm going to make the logo first. And at first I was like, that's a good idea. And I was like, unless you're making it in the wrong place, that is it's yeah. a terrible idea.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely potentially one you could like kind of solve on the floor, or on the table mm-hmm. a little bit first, and then kind of put up onto the yeah. wall. But yeah, we had that. And then the first part was like a logic puzzle. With the suitcases, and the second part was like a rush hour slide puzzle mm-hmm. thing, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, yeah, definitely a unique challenge. Uh, you Usually, don't see like this kind of like a uh, you know multi-tiered, advanced like puzzle style challenge mm-hmm. uh, on the American version. Uh, yeah. no, usually, okay. usually it's like if there's a puzzle component, there's like a physical component for the first half, and then the puzzle component for the second half,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or like it's kind of combined where you have to like run back and forth across a balance beam or, like, on a zipline or something, so... Yeah.
1: No, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, And, yeah, Ty Ty did well, but Jed killed it. He he killed that comp.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think... You know, this is actually uh, relevant, that it was an individually timed comp, because uh, in a perfect world for the sauce, uh, if they assume that the three of them are loyal... The best person to win this comp is Ty, right? right? And then Ty can take one of Jed or Beth off the block, presumably Jed, and mm. force either Brayden or Kiefer up, and then they'll have the votes to vote that person out instead of the other.
1: Right.
0: Um, so the fact that it was individually timed meant that it wasn't as like throwable to somebody like Ty, hmm. uh, which means that we get a situation where Jed uh, wins the veto on the block, and Ty becomes a potential replacement nominee. So. Right.
1: Yeah, no, it was good. It was really good. Um, yeah, so,
0: obviously Jed is going to save himself. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Ben, man, I cannot like see myself as a juror voting for someone who doesn't play the veto on themselves when they're on the block. What do you What do you think about that?
0: I think if it worked and Braden was voted out, I think that jed gets a lot of credit for mm-hmm. like making this ballsy move and having it work and having all of the sunsetters stay and brayden go yeah. like on Terra's hoh like i think that looks way way worse on Terra than it does on jed i think a lot of that hmm. uh a lot of the like it, it's kind of like you know is this dumb or is it so is it like dumb enough to work you know what i mean
1: yeah
0: so i think that if jed doesn't get voted out here uh then that could be the case. I think that now the Jed has made that move, gotten voted out, potentially can come back into the game, and then we'll see what he does with the rest of the game. Hmm. I I think at this point, as a juror, I would have a lot of trouble voting uh, for him over anybody except maybe Brayden. Hmm. I think that I would probably vote for Ty for and Beth over him at this point if he were to come back in.
1: It's hard to, like be like oh yeah you deserve to win even though you lost and yeah. you got bailed out by a twist you
0: yeah. know? Not, um, not only just like lost because like you know like say Beth had won the veto right, taking herself yeah. down and then Jed gets voted out like that doesn't feel like doesn't look as bad if he yeah. comes back in but the fact that he made such a, an egregious move right. that got himself voted out by his like closest allies and then has to get bailed out by a twist to come back in at, does end up in the final two. I think that really is going to make a lot of people take huge pause before even considering whether they, they should vote for him to win the game.
1: Yeah. So, Jed gets voted off. Everyone cries. Kiefer can't even look at the camera, <laughs> you know, when he's trying to cast his vote. Um, and then we have the fake double eviction, which uh, was interesting. And uh, Ty, again. Coming on hot late game. Kill it like he won a veto recently. He's won this HOH. He placed well in the veto last time. And yeah, I was very impressed with his day knowledge. Got all the questions right. That was uh, that was good.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that Kiefer, who had won the previous uh, double eviction HOH, which was also like a booth day's knowledge thing that he got every question right on. Here he actually ends up in fourth out of four players where both brayden and beth also end up with i think ty ends up getting all of them right uh brayden and beth each get one wrong and i think kiefer got two wrong so
1: sounds right to me
0: so it's interesting here that kiefer who had previously been doing very well in these days comp ends up doing the worst uh do you think he threw this
1: i think it's possible um Because he was close. That's the thing that makes it hard. Like Beth's wrong answer was so wrong that, Mm -hmm. like, if it was like she was throwing it, I would have been like, "Yeah, obviously she was so far off." But Mm -hmm. I think even was like off on by one day both times. Yeah. So that could just be like in your head, like you know, mess up. But uh, it could also be like, "Oh, I know this, but I want to throw." So what do you think?
0: Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you know, presumably you know, Tara is watching the comp, uh, from the sidelines. And so he doesn't want to make it look like if he, if he were to be throwing it, he doesn't want to look like super egregious to her. Uh, I think that it's, it's a reasonable for him to throw this. Um, because I don't think that he was going home in like almost any circumstance. Um, like I think that tie is a bigger threat than him at this point between him and Ty, Uh, and he feels confident. I think that both, uh, both Ty and Brayden, would target Beth and Tara um, with, as we are going to find out, Tara being the primary target there for those three. Uh, so I, I think that other than very niche veto outcomes, it's very unlikely that he is in any sort of danger at this vote. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that he throws here, especially because this is the final five. This is, well, they think this is the final five HOH, uh, which is historically a bad one to win because it's better to win at the final four because then you can still play in the final HOH, whereas okay. at the final five, if you win that uh, HOH and make a move, now you become the like prime rib target at the final mm. four where you can't play in the HOH, you can only play in the veto. So if that were to be the case, I think that it makes sense that you know Kiefer wants to kind of take a step back, make tie be the one to take this shot. And now Ty is theoretically the target at the Mm -hmm. final four, if in this circumstance without a returning player, Beth were to win the final four HOH.
1: Yeah, no, we've definitely talked about it in the past, like round six to four, really the veto is the big power Mm -hmm. here. The HOH is just safety and then hoping your plan works out. Um, Because really at this point, everyone should be playing for themselves and like the – the power of the hoh you know isn't there's no mystique to it really yeah everyone's so acquainted to the game at this point and probably not nervous to make moves hopefully that's that's the case but uh yeah yeah what about this veto competition you like this uh
0: (laughs) i i mean in theory this could be an interesting competition right um i think it's misplaced for a double eviction uh, to do a comp like this, mm. which I assume probably lasted... Because um, for, for those listeners who don't know, the uh, double evictions and the evictions in Big Brother Canada are not actually live. They're live to tape. Um, and there is editing that goes on. So it's it seems like this veto comp probably lasted way longer than was aired. There was a lot of really awkward jump cuts in the veto where... It seemed like people were, like, progressing through the comp uh, way faster than it looked like they were actually moving. So mm-hmm. it was just very difficult to follow. The camera angle was super weird that they were using. And then it just kind of, like, cut to Braden running to the button and then Beth following to the button behind him. It's like, oh, okay, I guess the comp is over. So,
1: Yeah, it was really, like, it was to the point where I was like, do they even need to untie knots? Like, the slack yeah. seemed to be, like, there if it was that fast. But, yeah, no, that's a great point. It's not live, so it probably mm-hmm. lasted a lot longer.
0: Yeah, so definitely, like, yeah, I, I obviously, like, Clown Shoe Comp is, like, really overused. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like like that probably would have been uh, a little bit better because, uh, like, this is kind of a similar sort of approach. But the Clown Shoe Comp is a lot easier to follow. hmm Uh, and they've used a pre-made
1: ball pit this season.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: Waiting for it. It
0: would have been, it would have been aesthetically, uh, you know, it would have aesthetically made sense, but, Mm. um, yeah. So I mean, I didn't love the cop, but I don't, it's not really, I like, I have way more complaints with the episode than like the veto cop kind of sucked. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: Not that it really matters. Uh, Brayden won. So good for him.
0: First cop win of the season.
1: Yeah. So, Hey, Hmm. big ups. Um, he didn't change the nominations. Um, and when I was watching it, uh, I haven't not watched, like, feeds or anything. I'm like, mm. oh, this will probably be Beth. It makes sense. They just sent Jed out, like, just, you know, mm. end the whole bloodline, if you will, of, of this and just move on with <clears throat> the game. But uh, they went Tara. Ben, can you fill me in? What the hell did I miss?
0: Well, before that, do you want to talk about whether you think Brayden made the correct decision with the veto?
1: I mean, if he has a final three with the two other guys, yeah, I guess. Well. But if if he doesn't, then no, because like I, I thought, even Tara were at least working with each other, you know. And mm-hmm. I guess, I guess not.
0: No, no, I, that is true. And, and Tara was working uh, loosely with uh, Kiki for and Brain as well. And they, it, it is true that those three guys do have like a loose agreement. Uh, for the three of them to go to the final three. But is that a position that Brayden should want to be in? (laughs) Uh,
1: Nothing so far has shown me that Brayden's particularly um, great at Big Brother. Okay, all right.
0: I'm not talking (laughs) about, like, you know... All right, I'm not, like, saying, like, is Brayden, uh, you know... Uh, a strategic mastermind or whatever. I'm saying, like, in a perfect world, in Brain's position, if he were playing optimally, would using the veto be better? <laughs>
1: um, I, yeah, I mean, if he felt like he could dictate Terra's vote, then he can control the vote and get the outcome he wants between Kiefer and Beth Saying um, mm-hmm. He's just not that type of player, so it's hard to, like, put these, you know things onto him.
0: You no, know of I mean? course. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, yeah, obviously with the decision he made, he's losing the game 100%. Like, mm. everybody, I, I think at this point, everybody except for Brayden can win. I think mm. even Jed and potentially even Terra coming back in can win the game at this point. Brayden has a 0% chance to win. Uh, and a lot of it does come down to the fact that he has basically just existed as an, uh, an entity in this game for, you know, eight weeks, and done nothing. Like, (laughs) I I gave Braden a fair shake. Yeah, it
1: sounds mean, but it's true.
0: Yeah, I gave Um. Braden a fair shake, especially uh, after Austin was evicted. He is a very effective social player. Uh, He's very likable. He's very good at getting people to want to work with him. But as far as, like, strategic decision-making goes, as far as him, like, broadcasting an endgame that he can actually win in, it's just not there at all. Like there's nothing there, and you know, I I like. Braden I'm glad
1: you're he's... saying this because it, it makes me feel better. Like when I was like, I don't, I don't think he's a good enough player to put this on. I was like, is that too mean? Am I like sounding really bitchy right now? But I'm glad that you're on the same page with this.
0: No, yeah, no, I I wasn't ever insinuating that like this was some like a move that I expected Braden to make. Right? It's just like you know, in a perfect world if everybody's playing optimally towards their best chance to win the season,
1: yeah.
0: in my opinion, Braden's best final two is against Tara. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, they don't see it that way, which we'll talk about. Um, and I think that Braden thinks that he might be able to beat Ty in the end, uh, which I don't think is at all mm-hmm. true. Um, and so in his mind, the, his best-case scenario is going to a final three with Kiefer and Ty, having one of them win the HOH and cut each other. And, you know, I, it's he's playing a great game to, like, walk away with 20 grand, which might be his ceiling at this, this point regardless, so we'll see. But, yeah, I, I think that the move, if Braden is, is playing as hard as he can to win the season, is pull down Tara, tell her to vote out Kiefer. Hmm. Or I, even yeah, I
1: think that's fair i think that's totally fair but he doesn't have the killer instinct man oh
0: no, for sure no no yeah oh no, yeah like i said he's not winning the season It's just like hypotheticals
1: yeah so okay so i guess that clears up a lot because like on paper saving Terra is the move for brayden and even for me like playing it out and i don't know if now that they see that jed has a chance to come back if kiefer and ty were like shit we like messed up Mm -hmm. we should have gotten rid of beth but uh you know hindsight's 2020 of course um -hmm. so yeah tara gets voted off and she was very broken up about it which understandably so
0: yeah for sure definitely uh the two people that she thought that she had uh been working with at that point uh were the two people who cast the votes to a victor. Um, and yeah, so you're you're saying like, you don't understand why they voted out Terra over Beth, right?
1: Yeah, I, for either of them, um, if I'm Kiefer, I want to be in the final three with Terra and Brayden. If I'm Brayden, I want to be in the final two with Terra, but also probably with Kiefer, because I don't think he's, he's good at comps, but like Ty scares me as an endgame threat more than Kiefer if I'm Braden, um, I don't necessarily want Beth anywhere near the finals um, because there's a chance that a lot of the moves her and Jed made together are now entirely transferred onto her in terms of ownership since Jed's going to be in the jury house, you know, pumping up Beth, like being like, oh, Beth actually did this and that and anything like you think I did was partially facilitated by Beth, you know, um, I think that's incredibly dangerous to have someone in the house who has, like, a cheerleader in the jury house. So, like, Beth is mm-hmm. someone I would not want around, like, personally. So, for me, I was like, this is a no-brainer. But, uh, Claire, apparently, uh, I'm, I'm wrong.
0: No, yeah, this is something that we even saw during the week, or during this past week, with, in particular, Kiefer and Ty very much underestimating Beth's ability to win this game. And you can see with Kiefer pulling off of this move, uh, and Ty also was helping him to get Jed to use the veto on Beth so that they can take Jed out, they probably would be better off if they had evicted Beth over Jed even, um, just because uh, like there, there's way more malleability with Jed. He is more an emotional player than she is. Uh, like She is definitely more self-interested. Uh, Jed is closer to both Kiefer and Ty socially, Um, and now with Jed out of the game, Beth is way more on her own than Jed would have been if Beth had left the game, and so yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to they don't think that Beth can win endgame comps, which may or may not be true, we're going to end up seeing that, she only has won the one HOH this season, uh, Whereas Jed has definitely been stronger in comps, and even Tara in the last couple of weeks has shown that she's no slouch in these endgame comps. Mm-hmm. So that's like one of the main reasons. And the other thing is they're very much underestimating her ability to win a jury vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and after t- uh, Tara, especially, is the one who might end up getting a lot of the credit for taking Jed out, who is seen as the front runner for the game uh, from like a you know perception perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, they see Tara as gaining a lot of jury points, and they see Beth as somebody that everybody in the jury socially hates, which is to an extent true. But as you mentioned, in the jury segment that we did see, uh, the jury doesn't particularly like Beth as a person, but they respect the game that she's been playing.
1: Yeah, which props to them for being able to put aside their you know, dislike of her as a person, because that's hard. Like we've seen plenty of journeys mm-hmm. just not be able to do that at all, which is fair and which is within their rights. But I know I prefer when people are like, yeah, I don't like them, but they played the best game. So I'm going to vote for them to win.
0: Yeah. And so that, that's pretty much what what's going to set them up this decision. This is the decision that T, uh, Ty and Kiefer have been talking about since around Tuesday On Tuesday, they had agreed that definitely... Or by Tuesday, they had agreed that definitely if either of them won the next HOH, the nom should be Tara and Beth. And at first, their uh, initial idea was to vote Beth out. But after they talked it through, they went over these pros and cons. They decided, I think, on Tuesday night that they think that it would be better for them to take Tara out next instead of Beth. So, I don't know. There was a lot of people I saw on on twitter reddit and social media or whatever who were very surprised that this was the outcome i think there were actually some like fake spoilers that beth was the second person evicted in the fake double which might have contributed to that but this was a hundred percent something that ty and kiefer had gone over and the most recent plan that they had discussed on the feeds was taking care of. so
1: yeah so i mean it makes i i don't know how to put it for us if you don't watch the feeds, it seems so obvious to vote Beth out. Um, mm-hmm. But I, like you said, they had already decided this, so it's mm-hmm. not, a, not a surprise to you that it went down this way. Um, I guess, Ben, who do you think's gonna win the buyback comp? <laughs> well, all right.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, just to close that out, like obviously, mm-hmm. it, on paper with perfect information. Voting out Beth was better, right? Yeah. Uh, because of the dollar fake the addiction buyback comp, because their read of the jury is wrong, uh, because the comps aren't necessarily as important as they're putting uh, as much uh, into. But yeah, beyond that, we now have Jed and Tara facing off in the backyard. They have the reveal to the house gets at the end of the episode, and they are... Well, Beth is very happy, uh, mm-hmm. but you can see... Uh, Ty looks like he's about to shit himself. Kiefer looks like he's about to start crying again. Yeah. Um. You know, r- f- presumably because <laughs> really I don't know. Chad's about to come back into the game <laughs> after well, he well, just well, did well, that to him. it
1: isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So yeah, we see the the start or the the setup for the cop, and they're like on this like ramp thing with balls. And mm-hmm. I assume it's like some sort of like, you know rolling a ball into, like, a divot-style competition. Mm. Um, so that's, I think that's relative. That's As far as comps go, That could be close to 50-50 between Jed and Terra. This is probably one of them. Like, we saw Terra uh, in the video she won. The last part that she played against Tina was this kind of, like, bouncing balls on this, like, mm-hmm. thingies, whatever, and they call her, like, Trick Shot Terra now because she, like, was able to pull off this, like, ball-bouncing thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, she's shown at least a level of competency with something similar to this. Um, So, I I wouldn't say that it's, like, headed in, we were like, oh, it's probably going to be Jed versus Terra, or maybe Jed versus Bats, or something like that. Those are the most likely outcomes, and Jed should be heavily favored in most comps against both of them, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is probably, like,
1: 60-40. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any, like, reason that jumps off for me. This is why Tara can't win this. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I think there is a little bit to be said about getting voted off, like, even, yes. like, an hour before Tara did, like, yes. being able to kind of mentally be like, okay, I'm out, but I have this chance to come back in, whereas Tara was very mm-hmm. frazzled by her eviction. Um, yeah. Which, I, i think it's hard to to get right back into the mindset of like okay i'm, I'm gonna win a comp right yeah. now but uh other yeah. than that
0: and even beyond the hour jed had known that he was going to get evicted for mm. like several hours before the eviction like he had been told ahead of time like mm. he came in the eviction knowing that he was going to be going so he had a number of hours to you know accept that that was happening to him to you know, process it emotionally to decompress a little bit. Whereas with Tara, yeah, she's going straight from being like absolutely sniped by the only two people in the game that she thought she had anything going with, to like five minutes later playing a comp against the guy who is like one of the strongest uh, competitors of the season. So, yeah, not not necessarily the best from like a mental perspective for Tara. Not I agree. That's probably the the biggest factor here. That would make me lean towards Jed being the more likely person to win. Yeah. No,
1: for sure. All right. Well, it's not really any few spoilers to talk about. There's not yeah. really, you know, but I think this is, we covered a lot. This is great. Yeah. It's great to be back, Ben. Uh, it's great to be here in the have not room with you again. Um, Chad will be back next week and it'll be all three of us, which will be the first time in mm-hmm. quite a while. And we'll have a lot more to talk about because we'll have seen. I don't know if a lot more, but we'll have stuff to talk about about uh, this and we'll be able to lament missing out on all the drama. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, Ben, where can they find you online?
0: Yeah, you can follow me on social media at uh, Ben Sharon. It's right here. Uh, and yeah, I, you can see my, uh, my passive aggressive or maybe not even passive aggressive tweet about... Uh, <laughs> But Just this uh, this feed That's out right? a, this pretty pretty hourly aggressive tweet mm-hmm. about this uh this feed outage situation on um, yeah. there.
1: So follow Ben on there. Also check him out on Twitch at Twitch TV slash WickedGoodEverything. Uh, plays Among Us Thursdays. So if you like social strategy games, you'll love that stream. And yeah, with some other familiar faces on there. Sometimes me. Every once in a while me. Um, but a lot of people from Wicked Good Sports are over there. Each time, uh, you can follow the channel uh, on Better Radio at YouTube. Just search Better Radio. The main channel is youtubecom slash everything. We have a Twitter at wgeverything and Instagram at WickedGoodEverything. A TikTok search WickedGoodEverything. And my Twitter is at thefakebmar, which is somewhere. I don't know. It's more made the thing. Sometimes things are reversed. It's it's down there. You can see it on the screen. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast this whole season you know i know ben and chad have been killing it and they've been like doing it you know when when i've been on it i've enjoyed doing it so um uh other than that check out uh our circle podcast influencer chat which uh in real time we're about to start recording um but uh yeah we we recap recap each like batch that the circle comes out with so each four episodes That so if if you've somehow not heard enough of our voices Check us out. Got um, anything you want to add before we get on out of here?
0: No, yeah, I'm excited. I only got a couple of weeks left in the season, so we'll have uh the season wrapping up in like two weeks now. So it's crazy.
1: Time flies. Yep. Alright. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.